I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Spending a lot of it. FBI stuff. Dave Rubin is here. Jeffrey Tucker is here. It's going to be a blast tonight on I'm Right. Zelensky spoke to Congress last night. I don't care. Am I supposed to care? Does that make me weird? Because I don't care. I care about inflation. I care about the border. I care about the culture wars. I care about all these things. And I'll tell you, and I bet you share this with me, we're get it, people. We don't don't take whatever the system tells us is the big deal and automatically assume it's the big deal. In fact, we automatically assume the system's lying because, let's be honest, the system is always lying. So I just want to say something to all of you people who just buy into whatever the newest thing is. You have any idea how weird and pathetic and creepy you look to those of us who think for ourselves. Everyone wrapping themselves in a Ukrainian flag. Zelensky, I love you. All of you, you know how embarrassing you look? I'm actually, I have secondhand embarrassment. I look at you and I'm cringing on your behalf at what a pathetic follower you are. So no, I, I don't care. I don't care. We have our own problems and mountains of them here. And speaking of our own problems, 
Joe Biden said a bunch of stupid things yesterday, surprise, surprise, but President Poopy Pants said something that really, really stands out to me, speaking of our own problems. American, American people are prepared to have us stand up to bullies, stand up for freedom. That's who we are as Americans, and that's exactly what we've done. Bullies. Bullies. He's obviously talking about Vladimir Putin there, who is obviously a bad guy, but standing up to bullies. So imagine if Vladimir Putin, imagine if he got up in front of the Russian people and gave a public address informing every one of them that his patience was wearing thin with them. What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free safe and convenient. The vaccine is FDA approval. Over 200 million Americans have gotten at least one shot. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. Bullies, huh? That's the President of the United States of America. Serve it to the people telling us his patience with us is wearing thin. So no, I'm uh, not a big fan of Vladimir Putin, but you're gonna have to excuse me if I'm a little bit more concerned with our domestic bullies than I am ones way over there in Russia. We have an evil government here. Oh, Vladimir Putin's evil too, I, I get it. But we have an evil government here. But Jesse, Vladimir Putin, he has political prisoners. Have you heard about the January 6th prisoners? Two years in jail without even a trial, throwing the book at all these people for pretty much universally nonviolent crimes because they managed to make Democrats mad, because they were fans of Donald Trump. You understand that we have political prisoners here too, right? Virtually everything you can say about Vladimir Putin you can say about America's government now. I know that probably makes you uncomfortable, but it's true. So no, I'm not, I don't care, and I'm not impressed when Zelensky gets up and says, hey, give me more money. What's going to happen after Patriots uh, are installed? After that, we will send another signal to President Biden that we would like to get more Patriots. We have artillery. Yes. Thank you. We have it. Is it enough? Honestly, not really. I don't think that's funny. I don't think receiving $66 billion in equipment and aid from America and then coming over here and standing in front of our Congress and informing them that it's not enough I'm sorry, I don't think it's funny. And in fact, if I don't get a little bit more grace, I'm gonna start rooting for the other side here pretty quickly. I'm sick of this. And of course, Joe Biden, <laughs> Grandpa Poopy Pants. Of course, he's just, the ATM's open. And the United States is committed to ensuring that the brave Ukrainian people can continue, continue to defend their country against Russian aggressions as long as it takes. And I look forward to signing the omnibus omnibus bill soon, which includes $45 billion, $45 billion in additional funding for Ukraine. 
45 billion. That's going to take the total to over $100 billion. And maybe you're sitting there saying right now, maybe you're saying, but Jesse, Russia's our enemy. Jesse, I hate Russia. Jesse, it helps America if Russia is hurt because strategically they're our enemy. They're aligning themselves with China. And Jesse, and here's what I would say back to you. I agree. Russia's our enemy. I don't like Russia. I don't want them aligning with China and Iran as some kind of axis of evil. I, I agree with everything you just said. But here's my problem. And this is a big, big problem I have. You tell me we need to do this. We need to continue to send unlimited quantities of money and equipment to Ukraine because it hurts Russia. You don't know that. I mean, I, this is what I mean. You don't know that what we're doing is hurting Russia. I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter who you are watching this right now. I don't care whether you're in Congress, CIA, President of the United States, journalist. It doesn't matter who you are watching me right now. You have no idea whether our equipment is actually hurting Russia or not, because as you find out, found out last night with me and Brian Dean Wright, we have no idea if the equipment is actually getting to Ukraine. There's about $9 billion that's going to the Ukrainians in terms of weaponry and intelligence training and so forth. But here's the kicker, my friend. Of the billions that we're sending over, especially those artillery systems, it turns out that we forgot to ask if the Ukrainians could actually maintain those things, right? Bring them into an advanced facility where they could fix them, right? The problem is there are no Ukrainians that can, that can do that. So you have to add those artillery systems, especially the, the Germans and the Brits and others, their systems. You have to ship that hundreds of miles outside of Ukraine to get it fixed. So at any one time, for instance, the German artillery systems are not there. 50% of them are not in the battlefield because the Ukrainian guys can't actually fix this stuff. So we're sending a lot of money and weaponry over there. Not necessarily all of it is even there to do the good work. And by the way, we're only tracking about 10% is actually got into Ukraine. The other 90%, I don't know. We hope it's there. We're just not sure. We have to do this to hurt Russia's interests. You don't have any idea if we're hurting Russia's interests. Nobody does. The Pentagon themselves admitted, ah, 10%, that's about all we can track. They're already finding equipment we sent over there in Venezuela. So stop with this absurd stuff that may work on morons, but it will not work on me. You don't know if what we're doing is hurting Russia at all. It might be helping Russia for all I know. And another thing Brian Dean Wright dropped on us last night that a lot of people may not realize, Ukraine is a corrupt nation and one of the main weapons trafficking, black market weapons trafficking hubs in the world today. So we don't know if we're hurting Russia's interests. We don't have any idea. Maybe we could focus here at home a little bit more. Oh, I don't know. We had to ground all of our B-2 stealth bombers because there's problems already. We have Navy ships crashing into each other and almost crashing into each other. Submarines crashing into underwater mountains. We have a recruitment and retention issues that are a big, big problem, a national security crisis kind of a problem right now. So don't sit there and tell me that I have to do this or have to do that or else I'm pro-Russia. I'm tired of this talk. I have a heart for the Ukrainian people that have been displaced, especially the women and children. Other than that, I hate everyone involved in this conflict.
And the more the system tells me I have to think one way, you have to think one way, you have to think one way, the more I get convinced that the other way is exactly how I should be thinking. Forgive me if I'm a little bit more concerned about the DOD, our military, focusing on removing Confederate statues and changing the names of Confederate military bases. Stephen Gilliard, it's a general, we will begin the multi-phase process in accordance with the Department of Defense directives to remove, rename, or modify assets and real property at the United States Military Academy and West Point installation that commemorate or memorialize the Confederacy or those who voluntarily served with the Confederacy. So now we're just going to go rewrite history. All that coming together we did at the end of the horrible Civil War, trying to patch this country back together. We're just going to pick at those scabs and pick at those scabs and pick at those scabs. No, no, I'm not near as worried about Vladimir Putin as I am the people here at home, the people who are, as we speak right now, trying to take out ma'am and sir from Marine Corps boot camp. Because if you, you misgender somebody, I'm just going to leave you with this little point here, just a little nugget. Do you know, during World War II, do you know how many mental casualties we had? Oh, I know, you, you read the books, you watch Saving Private Ryan, you know all about Pearl Harbor, I know, I do too, and you admire our, our boys who served and served so bravely, and so many of them did. But you don't hear about the unsexy parts. You don't hear that over half a million U.S. service members mentally just snapped during World War II. They had to process them out of the service because it was just combat, combat breaks people. It was just too much. Now that was a, an army full of sane human beings with normal values, normal people. Let's say World War III rolls around. If you're worried about being misgendered in boot camp, how fast are you gonna break when the artillery shells start dropping? Something to think about. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. We're going to ask my buddy Dave Rubin about that and a whole lot more in just a moment. Now, here's a conversation I had last night, believe it or not, with my buddy. His uncle is a timeshare guy. And I, I can't believe it. My buddy apparently doesn't watch the show. Not only is his uncle a timeshare guy, his uncle thinks he's stuck in his timeshare. And I, th I said to my buddy last night, I said, well, he knows about Lone Star Transfer, right? And he said, no, 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 you don't understand. He read the contract and he really is stuck. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. Lone Star Transfer does this for a living. They'll get him out. Make one phone call. They'll get him out. Over 16,000 people they've helped legally and permanently getting them out. They write it down. They guarantee it in writing. They give you a time frame. We'll get you out by this time. One phone call. 844-310-2646 or go to LoneStarTransfer.com. We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning.
have a famous thing that occurs once a year. We pick the man of the year in Time Magazine. You are the man of the year in, in, this, in the United States of America. Joining me now, my friend Dave Rubin, host, of course, of The Rubin Report and author of the book, Don't Burn This Country. Man of the year, man, I gotta tell you, Dave, look, you're one of these high-powered media guys. Can we? Can I get like a Zelensky autograph? Can you, you have any kind of hookup or something like that? I just wanna go to sleep in my Ukrainian flag bed with, with a Zelensky autograph on it. Zelensky is the greatest man to have ever walked <laughs> on the face of the earth. According to my sources, if you say anything bad about this man, if you question Ukraine's decisions, if you wonder why we're giving him all this money and somehow he walks in as if he's the king, even though he's the one asking, if you were to question any of that, you should be immediately sent to the gulag. Uh, Jesse, I have a feeling that we see totally eye to eye on this, which is very outside of what the mainstream is allowing. However, I think it's actually what most decent citizens are thinking, which there is some kind of great, crazy gravy train grift going on with this Ukraine situation. The fact that the Republicans signed on to this and we just passed this ridiculous omnibus bill and we're going to give this guy at the end of the year, he'll have had over a hundred billion dollars. We have no receipts. Nobody knows what in the world is going on. And to cap it all off, you know, we're going to give him a whole bunch of weapons and money. Uh, did you know that Putin has nukes so that no matter how many times you give this guy missiles, uh, the guy who might start losing has nukes and that could be a problem? Not to be an alarmist. No, no, not at all. It's just a dying, allegedly dying, either way, in very poor health tyrant in possession of nuclear weapons who, by the way, will be murdered by his own government if he loses this war. So no, 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 nothing to be concerned about at all. D Dave, one thing that fascinates me, just conceptually, Ukraine and all that stuff aside, although that's obviously it comes into play here, the people who buy the current thing, every single time they go all in on the current thing, you're not someone like that. So no. I find them to be so fascinating. What What's going on up here when you just transition right from whatever the newest thing the system's talking about and you just buy it and go all in? What's wrong with these people? You know, it's an interesting question because it seems to be happening to more and more people all the time. And, you know, the mm -hmm. simple version of it is that clicks and algorithms have sort of trained our brain to just want more of the serotonin of the hit that makes you feel like, oh my God, I'm in on the thing, I'm accepted. You know, a lot of this is stuff that most of us that are functional adults should have gotten over in high school, really. Like, oh, I'm in the cool click now, look at me. It's like in the real world, that actually doesn't matter much. There's other things like, you know, having a, a stable relationship or maybe a family, et cetera, that, that are more valuable than clicks and likes and everything else. But I'll tell you, man, you know, about five or six years ago, as a, a creature of the internet like you are, you know, someone that talks about this stuff for a living, that's on Twitter and all that stuff, I really remember thinking, I think it was about five years ago, that there was something really perverse about what was happening with all of the issues always. Meaning, you know, if, if suddenly there was something about the Iran nuclear deal in the news, then everyone had to sign up at that moment. And if you didn't sign up at that moment, you hated Iran or you hated America. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. These people who I've never seen ever say anything about Iran, now we're seeing a version of that with Ukraine. If you didn't sign on to vaccine mandates the second they want, if you don't want to chop off kids' genitals the second they want, the list goes on. And, and to the psychology of what's going on with these people's brains, 
I mean, I really think it's as simple as this. Humans are designed to believe in something. So most of the people who believe in whatever the thing of the day is, it's because they don't believe in anything else. They think they're more evolved, but actually they're really hamsters in a cage. That's what is so wild. It's so true, too. The people who just believe whatever is fed to them, they think they're the smart ones. They're the higher beings. And, and Neanderthals, like Dave Rubin, are the ones holding everybody back. Speaking of Neanderthals, Dave, yes. I have a list here. Apparently, Media Matters did a big list on the most the extremists and the bigots and the conspiracy theorists that went on our buddy Tim Pool's show. And guess what, Dave? Sorry, pal, you were on the list. Right-wing pundit and Blaze TV host Dave Rubin recorded an episode of TimCast in November. He's attacked diversity, inclusion hiring efforts, compared climate activist Greta Thunberg to Adolf Hitler, <laughs> and made disparaging comments about the LGBTQ community. Dave, why are you so mean to the LGBTQ community? Well, first off, I just want to apologize to Hitler. I should not have compared him yeah. to Greta Thunberg. So I do apologize for that one. There you go. And uh, now I'm going to have another Media Matters hit piece written about me. Uh, and as for the disparaging remarks to the LGBT community, I want to be very clear. That is just to my husband privately in bed. So I don't know what these people really are going after. Look, this is these people are such absolute clowns. They want you to toe the line. They want you to believe in the thing as they believe it. And if you don't, you're a right-wing maniac. The fact that they've turned, forget about you and me, Jesse. Okay, fine, we're right-wing maniacs now. That they've turned lefty skateboarder, uh, Tim Pool, beanie-wearing Tim Pool, you know, <laughs> vice journalist Tim Pool, into a, he's the head of the alt-right now. It's so patently absurd. I actually, when I saw the, the tweet about it, Tim's pool, Tim's tweet, I immediately, without looking at the article, I said, I better be on there. Because at this point, I want to be on these <laughs> lists. And fortunately, I was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I made the list, too. I was going to be so mad if I didn't. Type A, uh, something about me. Type A man who had to sit on a throne of Chinese skulls. Something I said on, <laughs> on Tucker Carlson about that's what I wanted the military full of. I still think that was a great line. All right, Dave. Let's talk about one more thing here. The Republican Party is obviously holding us back from actually fighting against the left. It's very clear. Mitch McConnell, all these types, they, they're in the way. They're stopping us from ever beginning the fight. How long is it going to take to finally get rid of these losers? Because I'm so tired of them screwing us up at every single turn. You know, it's funny, Jesse, you know I'm kind of new to this side of the aisle just the last couple of years, yeah. let's say, and it's only for the first time in my life this past year when I moved to Florida that I'm even registered as a Republican. So my cards are on the table. One of the lines that I say on my show often is you don't have to be a Republican, but you cannot be a Democrat. And by that, I mean the Democrats are obviously insane. Every rational position of 20 years ago it has nothing to do with the modern Democrat Party. I always say you don't have to be a Republican because the Republicans kind of suck too and they are always going to fail you. This, however, this $1.7 trillion bill, this more money to Ukraine and Mitch McConnell, that, that video, I'm sure you played it on your show where Mitch McConnell said the number one priority on most Republicans' minds <laughs> is making sure that Ukraine can beat Russia. It's not in my top 20, man. They, they are failures. And I would say, uh, and I think there's a real feeling of this kind of going around the internet right now, the federal system is completely broken. I think it's even more broken than, than perhaps many of us thought. And I would say your hope is within is with your state. Now, I happen to live in the state where hope and freedom are, are really shining brightly, obviously, as well as the sun, which is Florida. But there are other uh, beacons of that around the United States. 
But the federal thing, I mean, with the exception of Mike Lee, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, I think Rubio, you know, maybe two or three others, these people have failed us and it's, it's beyond inexcusable. Dave Rubin, you have a very Merry Christmas. You're in Florida, so I bet it won't be a white one, but Merry Christmas to you and yours, my friend. Merry Christmas to you, and I guess we'll have to continue to try to fix this thing in 2023. I thought maybe if we could wrap it up this year, I, I was going to go be in the WNBA, but all right, whatever. <laughs> we'll keep chopping wood. Let's see you, Dave. All right. We're going to talk a little bit more about the FBI. I'm never going to get off this thing. Before I get to that, though, let's do this. Let's do a little cleanup. And I'm talking about your allergies. I know you have summer allergies and spring allergies, and, and you get the winter allergies when the cedar comes blowing in. I know because I've gone through all of these things my whole life. I know. And you know I don't like medicines, especially anymore. I don't trust Big Pharma. I don't, I don't like it. I want other solutions that aren't chemicals. Eden Pure Thunderstorm is what saved me. I ended up buying one of these things first. It, it cleaned my air so much I could taste it, and I went out and bought two more of them. They are just incredible. They're little miracles. You will love your Eden Pure Thunderstorms. They sell, a, they sell a three pack right now for $200 off. That's three of them for under 200 bucks and free shipping. Go to EdenPureDeals.com code JESSE gets you $200 off a three pack. EdenPureDeals.com code JESSE. We'll be back. We haven't forgotten about the most dangerous thing happening in America today, a fully weaponized Federal Bureau of Investigation. In fact, the more we are finding out now, the worse and worse it gets. I just want to recap something for you, and now we have confirmation of things that if you watch this show, you knew a long time ago, but we have confirmation of things. Just wrap your mind around this. I don't care if you're a Democrat watching this show. I, I want you to understand how creepy this is. In 2019, the FBI gets possession of Hunter Biden's laptop. They get a phone call from a laptop repair guy. Hey, I got Hunter Biden's laptop. There's a lot of criminal activity on here. Come check it out and get it. The FBI shows up. They check it out. They get it. So they know the laptop. They have checked it out. In 2019, they know that it's real. Then, leading up to the 2020 election, they choose to not only bury the story, they're spying on so many people that they know the New York Post is going to run with the story about the laptop. In response to that, they, they then went to social media companies like Facebook and Twitter and told them the story that was about to come out, the story that they knew was real, was actually a Russian hack job, so Facebook and Twitter would censor the story. That alone. What I said right there, if we don't take anything else into account, that alone should result in the complete disbandment of the FBI. You don't have a nation if the federal law enforcement arm is capable and willing of doing things like that. Boom, I don't have to say another thing. That should end the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And in case you're wondering how concerned they are with all this, they finally put out a statement in response to it. Quote, we are providing it so that they can take whatever action they deem. This is what they said about their contact with big tech. 
whatever action they deem appropriate under the terms of service to protect their platform or protect their customers, but we never direct or ask them to take action. We, of course, know that that is all a complete lie because we have the emails now. Not only did they ask them, they actually paid them $3.4 million to be specific, paid them to take it down. And need I remind you once again that we have the horse's mouth, Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook, on Joe Rogan's show, admitting the FBI showed up at our door and said to censor something they knew the year before was real. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if, if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country, it's a very professional law enforcement, they come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something, then I want to take that seriously. That's kind of a big deal, no? And we have some really creepy things happening, not just this. You remember a while back, there was an ABC reporter who went missing? They just went missing and nobody could figure out what was going on. What happened? Is he arrested? What? And he just so happened to be writing a book on the failed Afghanistan withdrawal, which would make Joe Biden and everyone look really, really, really bad. Well, we now find out that the Biden DOJ is actually prosecuting this man. Oh no, Jesse, what did he do? Oh, well, I'd love to tell you, but I don't know. No one seems to know. The reporter who was writing a book that would make Joe Biden look bad went missing, and now the DOJ is charging him with an unknown crime. Tell me again what an evil tyrant Vladimir Putin is. Evil's right here at home. Over. I, look, I could point to thing after thing after thing. You know what the FBI isn't doing? They're not finding out who leaked the Dobbs decision at the Supreme Court. Weird that America's top law enforcement agency can't seem to track down some college communist intern nerd who leaked that thing out. Odd, isn't it? Odd that pro-life center after pro-life center after church after church after church has been vandalized over and over and over again, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation just can't seem to make any connection between all this. Now, the one good thing that is coming from this is the FBI has gotten so brazen, so corrupt, that we finally have some elected representatives calling for what they should, not resignations, prison time. The idea that the FBI, who laundered the Steele dossier back in 2016 through the courts, lied to a FISA court in order to extend their wiretaps that they never should have gotten in the first place, then in 2020, deliberately suppressed the Hunter Biden story. Remember, the FBI had the Hunter Biden laptop for a full year before the story broke. They knew all about it. They had all the emails, knew it was true, and yet put out there that it was Russian disinformation. I mean, and we see now with Twitter. I mean, went after Twitter until Twitter agreed to censor it and take it down, and Twitter was the most aggressive in doing so. That's unbelievable stuff. There have got to be repercussions for that, or, or we're not going to have it. Why has no one gone to jail regarding all this? I don't know, but somebody should go to jail for it. Amen. Not, not firings. Someone has to be fired. Oh, someone should resign. No. If you have a position at the Federal Bureau of Investigation, that is an extremely powerful position. You have the power to destroy lives. If you then take that power and you choose to use it for your political purposes, it's really important that you get locked in a dark hole for the rest of your life, not just to punish you, so that every other agent at that place knows, finds out what will happen if they do the same.
Hopefully that made you uncomfortable too. Jeffrey Tucker is going to join us next. He always has great things to tell us about the deep state, the administrative state, whatever you want to call it. Now, until then, all we can do, until we get this clean up, all we can do is focus on what is good. And you know what's really good? My wallet. What? I have a better wallet than you. Sorry if that's bragging, but I have a Grip6 wallet. You see, while your wallet's messing up your butt while you try to sit down, or, or your wallets, your cards are starting to fall out because it's wearing out. I'm sitting over here, my cards are locked in. I might just do this the whole show tonight. My cards are locked in. Oh, but when I want them, I just squeeze. I just pop right out. Grip6, the coolest stuff. American made, by the way. American products. The best wallets, the best socks. You've got to try their belts. I got my father-in-law one of their belts. He keeps raving about the belt. Their belts are awesome. Grip6.com, promo code JESSE. All right? Grip6.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. What I would say about any social media site is this. I would, I fully expect and would require that leaders in that sector cooperate and work with us who are concerned about national security, concerned about upholding and protecting our democracy, to do everything in their power to ensure that there is not a, 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 a manipulation um, that is allowed um, or overlooked that is, is done with the intention of upending the security of our democracy and our nation. I would require? Joining me now, friend of this show, Jeffrey Tucker, who's always so good on this stuff, founder and president of Brownstone Institute. All right, Jeffrey, you wrote a book for the Epic Times, or you wrote a piece for the Epic Times called Our Worst Fears About Twitter Were True. Walk us through it. The FBI completely took over uh, the operations of Twitter for years, unfortunately. And it's really grim. Uh, and they were blocking accounts and uh, they were uh, discriminating based on politics. You know, what, what uh, Kamala Harris there was saying, you know, are um, what she called manipulating, that's called free speech in the United States. And it simply wasn't allowed on, on Twitter. It began in 2016 and it continued especially after uh, the spring of 2020, which scientists and doctors and other people warning about lockdowns were, were banned and blocked and throttled. And I know this from personal experience. My own, since Musk has taken, up, taken over, my, uh, my own impressions are up 60 and 70% over what they were before. And I'm not alone. There were tens of thousands of people that, that were doing this. And so, you know, what the Twitter files have revealed is that this was entirely a, a, a government, uh, I guess you would call it like a deep state or administrative bureaucracy, uh, had, had taken over the operations of Twitter and even paid Twitter employees. I, I think we've got between three and $4 million that were committed to paying Twitter employees from the FBI. And they were in the top level of ranks of, of, of management. We know this now. I suspected it all along, but it's, it's a fact now. And I consider this an incredible scandal and uh, I should be shocked, but I'm not, that the mainstream news media is not covering this at all. But Twitter is a kind of a, people use it as a window, window to the public mind. It turns out it was basically operating as a, a government uh, uh, propaganda apparatus for, for many years until Musk took over. 
Jeffrey, I, I've, I've done the best I can to explain to people why it is so dangerous to have a state police agency that has lost its way this badly. But walk us through it in your own words. This organization cannot continue to exist in any form. The Hunter Biden story alone, everything else aside, the pro-lifers, the school board moms, all that stuff, everything else aside, taking possession of Hunter Biden's laptop a year ahead of time, knowing it was real, and then making sure it gets censored to help Joe Biden should be the end of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. No question. Well, and it turns out to have seriously manipulated democratic outcomes in the United States because, uh, uh, you know, we, we think we're going to these free platforms. And don't forget, social media began uh, in this country with the sense that it was going to allow access, uh, democratic access to new ideas and allow new kinds of conversations and new uh, forms of, of news we hadn't previously gotten from the mainstream press. And that was the promise. Uh, but uh, after 2016 and then following, and especially 2020, uh, the, uh, these companies, you know, and we only know about Twitter uh, because Elon took it over and dumped all the files. And we're going to see more in the coming months. But we know that this also happened to Google, it happened to Facebook and all these other platforms, which together, you know, amount to 99% of, of the social media use. I'm, I'm glad people can po post on other venues and things, but, but controlling the public mind is the goal here. And in a, in a free society with the First Amendment and democracy, you, you're not supposed to have the federal agencies uh, determine uh, election outcomes and you know what kind of science you can believe and, and what voices can be heard and what voices can't be heard. I mean, I'm mortified by this uh, personally. I mean, I thought I was going crazy actually for a couple of years there, you know, where I wasn't able to find other people uh, who held my views or, or I, was, I was mystified by why everything seems so, so strange out there. And now we know why it was a deliberate, uh, deliberately constructed outcome uh, by, by federal agents deeply embedded in all these companies, and they're still embedded at LinkedIn, at Facebook, at Google, and so on. I mean, we we can assume that this is true. We just happen to have this little glimmer of truth from Twitter, thanks to the uh, exigency of, of Elon's takeover. It cost him $44 billion. Now we benefit from knowing uh, the truth about things, which is that they've been using the platform to manipulate public opinion, to affect democratic outcomes, and, and profoundly distort our sense of, of reality. That's why we've all thought for so long we're all going crazy. I mean, <laughs> it turns out we weren't going crazy. They just gave us a distorted view of, the, of uh, reality. Well, that, that, speaking of government employees going to work for these companies, just came out today that Facebook's meta is filled full of ex-CIA guys, so that's great. Okay, the, Jeffrey, it seems so, in my, in my moments where I may be feeling a little bit down when I look at the entire administrative state weaponized against the right, working hand in hand with all the social media world weaponized against the right. I, I'm not even going into education and entertainment. Let's just focus on those two. That alone seems so insurmountable. Can we overcome that? I appreciate the comment you just made because that's what I'm experiencing, Jesse, over the last couple of weeks, but it's been growing for months and even years, a growing sort of demoralization from regular people that there's an elite out there that's manipulating outcomes and manipulating public opinion. There's nothing we can we can do about it. I mean, I resist that sort of uh, despair, mainly because I think that that's what they want us to feel. 
They want us to feel as if we're completely powerless and that the system is entirely owned by them and we can't have access to it. And I just, you know, I just don't think we need to acquiesce to this, to this attitude. I'm, I'm doing my best to uh, 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 use every venue I have, I possibly can, to get to get the word out. And I think that's the way we all have to uh, behave. And I can't let ourselves be defeated by the sense of uh, powers more, things that are more powerful than us. You know, in the end. Uh, I do think ideas are enormously powerful and they do affect the public mind and that the public mind is ultimately going to uh, demand change from the very top. It's just going to be a long and difficult uh, process that only the brave and courageous uh, can can really win. So like don't, my view is, you know, don't give in and don't give up. I don't think we can afford to do that right now. I agree. I, I, we shouldn't give up. Let me ask you something. What, what's the crimson contagion? All right, this is a very strange thing, and I really hope that uh, people will go and read this article. Um, I've been researching this for a, a while. Uh, this was a pandemic tabletop exercise that was conducted by uh, two dozen federal agencies, including the Department of Defense, the Department of Homeland Security, and all the agencies you can possibly name were part of it together with some ex-Trump administration officials, including uh, uh, Rex Tillerson of, of the Secretary of State and some other people that were they were fire, fired or driven off by, by Trump, uh, together with a, a, a couple of dozen private sector nonprofits, including pharmaceutical companies and, and, and pharmacy uh, pharmacies, that uh, gamed in 2019 uh, the possibility of a virus coming from China, respiratory virus coming from China, landing in Chicago thanks to international travel and necessitating therefore, so they would, so they said in the report, uh, lockdowns and closures of businesses and schools for as much as six weeks, they imagined, which is longer than I've ever seen anybody else talk about this stuff. Now, keep in mind, Jesse, this was never part of World Health Organization or even CCD, CDC uh, uh, pandemic planning. And yet these, these uh, germ games are, they're, they're so-called imagined that this is exactly what would happen. Uh, the Crimson Contagion game uh, lasted from January all the way to August and was overseen by Robert Cadillac, who um, is a leftover from the Bush administration, who also wrote the Senate report uh, that came out in October on the virus origins. So he released this report on Operation um, Crimson Contagion on uh, December the 9th, 2019. This would have been about three months after U.S. intelligence knew about, about the, the Wuhan virus. And then four months later, uh, uh, five months later, sure enough, the U.S. Uh, locked down. So I didn't draw any conclusions by laying this whole thing out. I would invite readers to go through and read it. I, I have all the select quotes about this. And by the way, this is entirely a top secret uh, uh, germ game that nobody knew was taking place at the time. And the first the public ever heard about it was on March uh, 17th, I believe, 2020, which would have been the day after the Fauci uh, press uh, Birch Burke's uh, press conference announcing uh, nationwide lockdowns. So, I mean, you could say all this is a coincidence and it just so happened 
that you know that that two dozen federal agencies participated in a germ game that overlapped exactly with the pandemic that everybody says was uh, you know a, a once in a in a, a hundred year pandemic. I mean, maybe that's right, and you could say that maybe it just it just so happens that uh, the biodefense expert Robert Cadlick, uh, uh, you know, was the head of the of the crimson crimson contagion and also the head of the Senate report on the uh, origins of the virus. And then all this is just, oh, not to mention the fact that Cadillac himself was the, the leader of the pandemic response interfacing between uh, the uh, uh, Health and Human Services and the Department of Homeland uh, uh, Security. Uh, for the for the ent entirety of 2020, and you could say, oh, that's all just uh, coincidental. Uh, and yet, and I can't prove it. It seems to me pretty remarkable that these things overlapped in time. So you can draw your own conclusions from that. I think my own conclusion is that um, the pandemic was being used for some purpose. And alive. Now I'm creeped out. Jeffrey Tucker, you are the best. Thank you. Come back soon, please. My pleasure. All right. We have a light in the mood that you'll remember. Next. All right. It's time to lighten the mood. And it occurs to me, remember, culture is very much reflected in your entertainment. What you see out there on TV and movies, it's kind of indicative of whatever your culture is. All the rancid filth you see out there now, that's kind of what our culture has become, sadly. But it wasn't always this way. There was a time in this country, a better time, when men had their house on lockdown, like Donner did. Now, you can bet old Donner felt pretty bad about the way he had treated Rudolph. And he knew that the only thing to do was to go out and look for his little buck. Mrs. Donner wanted to go along, naturally, but Donner said, no, this is man's work. <laughs> All right, we got a great special for you tomorrow. You have a very Merry Christmas with yourself and your family and never forget the reason for the season. See ya. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door.
Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.